0: Welcome in to The Roost Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Bartlett, founder and managing editor of The Roost. The Roost Podcast is a proud member of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Republic of Football Podcast Network. Matt Carter has got that down to a science. I'm still rusty. I would use the excuse of it being preseason form, but we are running out of preseason, so... I guess we better get it into gear. Obviously, you hear my voice doing the intro, no Carter this week, but with everything going on and school ramping up and things getting back to normal, I thought it might be a good time to cut a, cut in and do a little bit of a different version of the podcast this week. Uh, as we record this week, uh, Tommy McClellan was introduced as the newest athletic director of Rice University and... He had some opening remarks, which those have already been posted and shared on the site. The whole video is there as well. If you want to go to The Roost, you'll find them online. I also had a bunch of comments that I got from him and kind of some discussions afterwards with various members of the media and then just one-on-one me and him. And rather than try and form those into a separate narrative, I kind of sat down for a second and I said, well, it'd kind of be better, I think, for y'all if you could just hear it from him. So kind of what follows this format is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to play a couple of clips for you and then we're gonna kind of debrief them together. I think that kind of made the most sense because you know, we hit on, and again, the full audio of the press conference is available online on the site. But I kind of want to tick on some things that we dug into afterwards. We hit on, you know, why Rice, why this job of all his opportunities. We talked about the stadium experience and potential renovations for Rice Stadium, what the timeline is for that. We spent actually a lot of time on that subject. And the urgency there was, I think, encouraging to me. And I kind of wanted to hear y'all to hear his views on the matter we talked about realignment we talked about the ceiling of this athletic program and just had a bunch of interesting little mini conversations and you know rather than rehash it or give you bits and pieces uh, here's kind of the whole thing so bear with me a little bit this was recorded you know at the presser in conversation afterwards so some of it was kind of in some scrums it was a little bit loud I did my best as I could to kind of mellow out the background and give you all the best quality I can but I think it'll work I think y'all will get the gist of the audio and understand what he's trying to say so kind of walk with me listen along and we'll kind of hear uh, his words of rice and what's next Okay, the first clip I want to share with you guys is something from his remarks, which spurred from a comment he made, essentially saying Rice had a moment of opportunity and that it was only as long as that particular moment would last. And so I kind of asked him, do you kind of view where Rice is right now? As an inflection point, I, you know, the move to the American, him being hired as a new athletic director, uh, President Roaches being uh, I- installed, those kind of things. And I asked him, so, do you kind of think this there's something significant about this certain segment of time that you have right now? Here, Here's his answer.
1: Most things in life are about timing and. We have, we have uh, a great leader in, in President DeRoche. I will say this, so he, he's telling me about the text he receives. I'm going to tell on him a little bit too. Uh, I had two different people in the search process with, with knowledge uh, pretty intimately of President DeRoche that said the greatest asset about this job is President DeRoche and don't overlook it. And So I'm telling you that when I say that the people make the place, my conversations with him. What we're just affirming to what I had been told. And so you t- talked about this, this inflection point. So, uh, you know, board dynamics, leadership at the university, a new AD, alignment, uh, and then going into a new league, all of those things do create a window of opportunity that we've got to be productive in. And so that's our goal. And, our, and it's an opportunity for all of us. It's not, again, it's not just incumbent upon those two or three people. Everyone that cares about rice has to say, well, what's my role in that? If I desire it to be better, what can I do to lift? And so that's my job to help to challenge you in that effort. And for some, it's going to be philanthropy. Some, it's going to be tickets. Some, it's going to be just wearing wearing the hat and being an ambassador. But whatever your role is, we're going to expect you to do that.
0: Okay. Tommy used a word there that I think might be I don't know one of the top 3 or 5 like most buzzy buzzwordiest buzzwords in in college sports today he used the word alignment and that's all well and good but I kind of wanted a bit more meat on that bone so in a conversation I had with him after away from the main podium I said you know what is what does alignment mean and then more than just you being hired And 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 liking your boss, you know, how do you continue that? Because I think it's worth noting that you know Joe Carlgaard was hired by a previous president, and he kind of carried over into President DeRoche's tenure, and now you have DeRoche's hiring, you know, his own guy. And that's not to say anything negative about you know Joe and and what he was able to accomplish as his time at Rice, but I think there's something there with it being a new season and there being a new time. And, and and Joe even talked about it in his remarks on his way out about this, this new season for rice athletics. So what does that look like? What does alignment look like between the president, between the athletic director and how does that kind of ripple out? And you'll notice just kind of what he said in the previous segment that, there's also a lot of involvement that he wants up and down to the fan base and everything else. So uh, check this piece out.
1: Yeah, I, I well, I mean, communication is key in all of that, you know, and so being connected and joined up to him with President DeRoche, our board chair. And the Board of Trustees as we walk in unison on what what does what does a successful athletic program look like, right? Not getting out in front of our skis, but but being progressive in our thought and how we move forward. That has to be in constant it's not like a one time check, oh there's alignment, let's leave. Because alignment can get disconnected. We've got to constantly communicate what we're doing, how we're doing it, what needs to be done.
0: And then how does that tie into the the fan base uh, of Rice a bit unique uh, compared to maybe some other places?
1: Yeah, I mean, same thing. We've got to get out there and be in the community and share. You know, we talked to our staff yesterday about community engagement is a two-way street. And so if we expect people to come to our events, we have to be willing to go into the community. What are the community initiatives that we need to be a part of? What are the campus initiatives that we need to be a part of? And so that we can have this reciprocation that happens uh, between support of those communities.
0: All right. So, and kind of dovetailing off of that, you know, we've talked about this moment. We've talked about this inflection point. We've talked about alignment, kind of how Rice gets there. And then we kind of had a couple conversations that kind of spun off that and talked about where does Rice fit in this new realm of what college sports look like. So we talked about his experience at Louisiana Tech, their move to Conference USA back when he was the athletic director there, as well as the current landscape and how that plays in. Because I think that's, as part of being a college administrator, that is the normal now. So uh, listen to these two segments right here.
1: I arrived at Louisiana Tech, they had just uh, uh, started in Conference USA. So their first competition in Conference USA was, was my first. Uh, time as an AD there. So it's very similar. Uh, It does. There's a lot of excitement. People are really excited for the opportunity to be in the the American Conference and to be associated with the schools in that league. And so our objective is not just to say, oh, we've arrived. We've made it into an American Conference. Uh, We're going to build a program that is going to be competitive across the board uh, in broad-based success at the top of that league. And That's our objective and that is our goal. So, I think, one, we we are in the American, we've got to be focused on being the best we can be in that conference. However, it is is the job of an AD in this day and age to continue to have their pulse on conference realignment, to have their ear to the ground, always working about what is in the best interest of our university. Right now, our best interest is to figure out a way to, to be as competitive as possible in the American conference.
0: Okay. And I got a little bit of chuckle out of this one because somebody did ask him, you know, could this be? Uh, is there a chance that Rice is one and done in the American, and they're somewhere else next year? And his response was, "I can't predict the future," which was great. He was he was on the ball with his comments during this this press conference and and the discussions afterwards. I thought he was really well spoken. He looked the part. He sounded the part. And hit all the high notes. I mean, he, he passed the initial eyeball test for what's that worth. And there were a couple comments he made that I thought were pretty telling because we had a discussion where and and when he left Louisiana Tech, I think that there was some notoriety about who he was in the industry. He was a name that was starting to pick up steam when he moved to Vanderbilt and he made obviously made a name for himself with at Vanderbilt with the projects he worked on and just kind of his place in the industry and somebody asked him you know Tommy you either had or or probably would have other opportunities you know why why rice and He'd already answered kind of the generic uh, "why I picked rice" kind of deal, but I thought this was a different kind of slant to it—not just why rice, but 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 why rice over the other options—and I thought that was really interesting. And I think it dovetailed really nicely into another conversation that this one came from the podium. A conversation was uh, the question was basically geared out. what is the ceiling for this athletic department under your tenure? And I think I wanted to play them both back-to-back because I think it raises kind of an interesting connection of if this is a guy who's in it for the long haul, what, what does that look like? And what are kind of the guardrails, the, the vision that he has for the university? So, let's listen to that
1: real quick. I, I believe that this is a great university, and this is an opportunity that I was waiting for uh, to be a part of a city like Houston, to be in proximity to family to do it a place that i't if, if we do the things that we believe we can do here, then this we we don't ever have to leave, right? We can make this as best as we can make it, like it can be anything and everything we desire it to be. And that's from our coaches, the staff that we employ, the people that are here. This is a destination job that does not have to have anything looking over your shoulder. Yeah, I think the only ceiling that is there is the one that we would limit ourselves to. I think that Rice has enormous potential. Um, We can get into a lot of nuances, but there, you're talking about location a great academic university, a, a, a history of success that you can build upon. Uh, so I, I don't want to put a cap on that. Actually, if you if you remember, the people here in Texas probably follow along a little bit with the Spurs and in their induction to Tony Parker. And he told his children, he said, if you tell your dreams to your friends and your people around you and they don't laugh, you're not dreaming big enough.
0: All right, is anybody else excited? I mean... Like I said, I'm, I'm pumped up. He said all the right things and the, the vision he set forth was, was exciting. And I wanted to end on a discussion, well, actually a series of discussions I had with him in some circles about the stadium. So this kind of came up in conversation. And now remember, if you hadn't gotten a chance to see the press conference or kind of look at some of the statements that came out when he was hired. He kind of made a name for himself somewhat for his fundraising efforts at at Vanderbilt and the stadium renovation that they're currently undergoing right now. And so with that kind of being the backdrop of, of something that he's, he's good at, he's done before we did have some conversations about the stadium and I thought it was really interesting. I don't know kind of what I was expecting, but I didn't think that that would be, you know, at the forefront, the most pressing issue that we talked about, you know, today. When he was being introduced, I thought this was kind of, you know, glad-handing, kissing babies, etc. And you know, there was there was some of that, you know, we talked about kind of the the, the puff piece generic, you know, glad to be here stuff. And that was that was important, but We did have some conversations about the stadium, and I think it was interesting because I walked away from today feeling like that was much more of a pressing issue and something that he and President DeRoach wanted to address quickly. And, you know, there wasn't an immediate like date given for things, but I think I left the conversations. Being kind of encouraged that something was going to happen. So there are three segments here, three separate uh, bites that I want to play of kind of his views on the stadium, on his, you know, prior experience at Vanderbilt, what a potential timeline would be, and kind of his plan of attack on what he wants to do with historic Rice Stadium.
1: When people go to, uh, I'll use this town as an example. When people go to the Titans or the Dynamos or the Rockets, they're used to engaging with a product in a certain way. We've got to mirror that experience for the fan. Now, our mission is different. We're, you know, we, we have a different focus and a mission, but we can't expect fans to come on a product that is so dissimilar than what they experience when they even go to the opera. And so we've got to elevate the fan experience. And I think that starts with Rice Stadium. That's where we've got to, going back to the observe, learn, and lead. You know, we've, we've got to really, we can't just come out of the gate with a thought and then not be the right thought, right? This is, again, our moment and opportunity. So we want to do it as fast as we can, but we want to be thoughtful in that process. Um, but but my expectation is, like, day one, we, we've got to really get going on what that thought is. The most, probably the, we already addressed it with the stadium. You know, Vanderbilt, uh, just, their stadium just... Um, had a hundred year anniversary so it's an older stadium actually rice stadiums way more advanced than even than that stadium and so but just having gone through that exercise if you will, where they're currently under construction and knowing how to look through that lens of how do you whether it's a rebuild or a remodel or whatever but how do you look through the lens of modernizing a stadium for the future and I think that will be an immediate thing that I'll draw from from Vanderbilt
0: Okay, so I wanted to end on that last bit because the question that preceded that that was actually in a completely separate conversation from kind of the discussions we'd had about the stadium. The question that prompted that last bit was what are you going to draw on from your Vanderbilt experience that you think could help at Rice? And what is he going to draw from at Vanderbilt? He's going to draw from renovating the stadium and his experience there. And that being at the top of mind of you know what do you care about what do you want to achieve (laughs) that raised the stadium in my view of where it sits and the priorities uh, much higher in a conversation I had you know kind of right off of this you know he mentioned the timeline of a you know six months or so to, and this is, I'm not holding him feet to the fire for anything, but he, he kind of was talking about that initial, you know, idea phase. So I think, you know, it would not be unreasonable to kind of hope that in the next couple months through the football season and him getting his feet under him, I think we're going to see a couple of, Plans gathered in it and, and I, I've guys for years I've heard all of the crazy theories that you're like what if we did X like I've heard all of those run by me from various administrators who are involved in those discussions and happen and from people that are just you know shooting the breeze and being hopeful so I know those conversations of the what ifs have happened I'm starting to buy into and believe that with Tommy at the helm, I think in the next six months or so, we'll kind of see those percolate. And then, you know, I'm hopeful that maybe in the spring we can have a path forward on what that's going to look like, whether that, you know, who knows? that that I mean, it probably will involve some sort of capital campaign or fundraising effort or what that's going to look like. We're not going to have a new stadium in, in 2024. Like, it just... Doesn't happen that quickly. I mean, depending on what renovations look like and what you're gonna do, who knows? But uh, you know, we talked about the all the renovations that people had done to kind of met, make stadiums more fit for perfect, fit for purpose in that like thirty thousand ish seat range. You know, downsizing to where it's it's comfortable and and you from that first you know discussion that I played for you in this this segment you know he talked about you know the the dynamo and the Rockets and and kind of that fan experience and and catering it to the audience not just saying here's Rice football will you please come here so man I'm optimistic I I really do think that Tommy is the right man for the job that Rice needs right now I think if you kind of T- tie all those things together if this is an inflection point for the university if rice can have a good football season because i know football is not the end-all be-all like rice is so much more than that i know baseball fans would have a bone to pick i know rice basketball has value and meaning too and i mean shoot you look at, at volleyball and, and soccer and track and field rice has been better at those sports in the past couple of years so rice is by no means a you know a football or bust school but let's level with each other football drives the bus financially and there is an opportunity here if rice has a strong football season this year if they tie that into you know the first year in the american they tie that into stability and raising money building a new stadium or renovating or whatever that looks like there is the potential for the next year of rice athletics to be extremely impactful. And if that is going to be the case, I think you need somebody in charge that can seize that momentum and then has the authority and the mandate to act on it in a way that makes the most sense. So, with President DeRoach, with Tommy McClellan, I I think Rice is positioned well for the future. And at some point, like, you need a little bit of luck. You got to strike while the iron's hot. You got to win some games and let the rest be the rest. But, you know, kind of big picture thoughts as I close things down. Uh, First off, let me know if, you like this format if it was helpful for you useful for you to kind of hear some of these comments from you know tommy's own voice rather than my transcription or kind of pulled into an article let me know if you like that if that made sense if this is something that you'd like to see in the future i don't know how else we would wrap it into what we do but uh it's it's a potential it's a possibility i want to put that out there and then you know second on this big picture conversation that we've had about rice we you know we previewed the offense in the prior episode we're going to talk defense next and we've done a bunch of building to the 2023 season i think there's a lot of excitement with that, two things I wanted to leave you with before I let you go. First, uh, we are a a proud partner with Homefield Apparel, and you know we went several years on this podcast without any sort of sponsorships or anything because we didn't want to just hawk stuff at you guys. We wanted to give you something that we cared about that made sense. Uh, Homefield stuff is fantastic. I I haven't brought broken down yet and bought something that is you know affiliated with a school that i have no connection with whatsoever but man they just launched a university of illinois chicago line this past week that with the flames and it's like a a unicorn or something with fire i i'm in but if nothing else use the code roost r-o-o-s-t try it out Uh, you'll think it's fantastic it's super comfy Uh, It'll help us if you like the Roost, if you like the Roost podcast, uh, maybe don't even do it. So you get comfy clothes, help it to support us. Uh, I promise it helps. It helps uh, fun things and do things like this where we can take the time to kind of break down these press conferences for you guys. So uh, that's one. Second, we just wrapped up and posted this past week the conclusions of our position previews and our team previews for the season preview. both of those are on Patreon. Uh, it's $10 a month. It's the only place that you can get premium rice football and rice athletics content. Uh, I am out there at practice and this week that means 105 degree heat. you know watching these scrimmages and getting these notes and talking to these coaches and talking to these players. So if you want to be informed, This is where you need to go, and I'm trying my best. If y'all have feedback, things that you want to see, again, reach out to me at The Roost on all the socials, whatever we're calling Twitters these days. Uh, You can email me, whatever have you. Just go to the website. There's a contact form. Reach out and let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, The relationship I built with you has been part of the, the best things about doing this on honestly and getting to be a part of this community. So I want to plug that patreon.com slash at the roost. It's all there. Um, go ahead and listen. We have a couple more things coming out. We'll have some scrimmage notes from the scrimmage that's coming up this coming weekend. We have a lot of, I guess, position battles to kind of work through. And then I post a, a rising stars article going into every season where I basically pick three guys that are not starters and I call my shot and I'm not going to brag, but my like batting average is pretty dang good on, on some of those. So I have those together. I'm putting that together as we speak and man, it's just kind of an insight into what's going on behind the scene and who might surprise this year. So there is, there's a lot going on this June and July was the busiest June and July that we've had in terms of, you know, premium content at the roost. And we're, we're only, we're getting into August now where things actually start picking up. We'll have football in just a couple weeks. I I'm so excited. I'm fired up. I've gotten past the the summer lull and I'm ready to get right back at this. And I'm glad that y'all are going to be along uh, for the ride. So, homefield.com r-o-o-s-t you get a discount i believe it's 20 percent off your first order with that they're super comfortable order a couple things and go to patreon.com slash at the roost go to at the roost.com you'll find all the links to our subscriber content it's all there one of the things actually two things to to leave you that I like about Patreon and why we, why I do things through that is one, whenever I publish premium content, you get an email immediately, immediately when it goes live with everything in it. So if you want to know the latest and greatest, if something's happening, I do that as well for commitments. Uh, I do a write-up with those that, that gets out, boom, it's right there. The second is there's an app that makes it a lot easier to get everything. So go to your app store, Google, Uh, Android, Apple, whatever have you get the Patreon app. You sign in with your login information and it's going to show you everybody that you're a patron of uh, the roost included and you get push notifications when everything goes out. So if you want the latest delivered to your inbox, to your phone, it's all right there. You don't have to go searching. Uh, It's, it's meant to be as easy as possible. That's the goal. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. I am glad that we got to do this. I'm glad I got to talk with, with Tommy and have those conversations. And, and you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the partnership between the university and supporting, you know, in, enabling us to have the this insight and to kind of have these conversations and to ask more questions. So it, it was a good summer. We have a lot in store going forward. Uh, and then, you know. We'll be back as usual. We'll have Carter back as as scheduled for our next show, and then we'll get into Texas, and then we'll be off and running. So thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. We will uh, see you later. Rice Fight.
1: This show was edited and produced by Carter Spires. It features music from Joseph McDade.